How Hi. are you? Good. How are you? Oh, feeling good. <sighs> so excited. Hey guys. <sighs> so excited. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dude That's Fucked Up. Yeah. I'm Erin. I'm Nicole. Hey, dudes. Hey, dudes. Mm. Um, yeah. This, uh, we're really excited about today's topic, and we don't really have much fucked up stuff to yeah, talk about, so... Uh, I'm just gonna we're gonna talk shit on our moms real quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> very respectfully well and like but, lo- lovingly but lovingly uh we were talking um we were talking the other day after we recorded <laughs> about I think I said my mom gave us a compliment about um uh the podcast but then was also like very critical because we say like a lot yeah and like I- there's you can't there's no uh you can't get a compliment without a, a backhanded compliment <laughs> yeah. in addition. Yeah. But then I asked Erin what her mom thought. As it turns out, <laughs> we have half the listenership than I thought we did because my mom's like, oh, you know, I've been meaning to listen. <laughs> she doesn't even listen. <laughs> like she she's like. Okay, well, like, I have listened to some of them, but then I, like, I didn't finish them. And uh, it's because we were, your dad and I were listening to it with um, with our friends, and I was like, what? You, this is not a thing to listen to in mixed company. Like, you can't, <laughs> this is so not, not acceptable or appropriate for... Not suitable for, for public. Not suitable for public. Like... We've like heard people talk about how they, uh, some of our friends have like listened at work and we're just like, oh my God, please oh, don't yeah. get fired. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Oh God. I got an email one morning at like 6 a.m. from uh, my team that works in our London office and and they were like, oh, hey, just want to let you know we're listening to your Beans and Weenies <laughs> episode out loud on the speakers at work. Nope. We're wondering how long it's going to take for someone to tell us to turn it off. And I wrote back and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. I was like, that's a really bad idea. You know, it's not suitable for work. And then I was like, oh, but thank you for your support. It really means a lot. HR will have a real field day <laughs> with the London H-R. office. HR. Um, well, yeah. So found out that my mom has not been... Listening to our podcast, so that's fun. Thanks, mom. Aww. No, she is. I. I'm just kidding. She's. She does. She. She's just like so behind. busy and yeah and behind. Yeah, I'm giving her a hard time, but she is very supportive and yes. loves us so much. So I mean, she I'm, doesn't have to listen to be supportive. No, it's true. It's not for that's everyone, right. and sometimes my mom uh was here uh the other day and shared something weird with me, but also um. was uh, saying that when I was talking about that PETA video I watched, she was eating a salami sandwich. (laughs) She's like, I was eating lunch and listening to your podcast the other day, and as I was eating a salami sandwich, you were talking about the PETA video. (laughs) I was like, "Mm, sorry, but I think she finished it. It's fine. She didn't care. "Mm, Yeah. Thank you, little piggy, for this delicious salami. (laughs) Uh, but she did say so I was like talking to her about um my IUD and like how uh how because I remembered her telling me she didn't like hers and she had it removed like she got one 
you know, when she was younger and then she didn't like it, she got it removed. And I was like, oh, why didn't you like it? She's like, I don't know. It just like felt weird to have something like that in there. And like, I don't know. And then I don't even know how we like started talking about this. Oh, I said, um, you know, I'm glad I'm not taking like the pill anymore and all this estrogen. And she's like, oh, I have to take it for like hot flashes, you know, for like menopause and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, but your body's different now. Like it's not making that anymore. So you need to like supplement it in a Mm -hmm. way. Whereas like. So you're just like, yeah, you're even because all of a sudden you're just like the bottom drops out and you need, you still need like to have. Yeah. Well, hormones. The, the bottom dropping out. She was talking about how <laughs> she can feel her uterus like closing in on itself. <laughs> oh my god! We need like, to get her. What? We need to get her a jade egg. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on goop.com right now and get that eight hundred dollar jade egg. Or I was like, what? How? How is that happening? Like. Is that what really happened? She's like, I don't know. I can just like feel it closing in. It's like getting real tight in there and like things are closing down, shutting down. I was like, oh no. Oh no. So we have that to it's look like forward to. It's like sealing up. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like just being filled, like her body's just filling it with its own concrete. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded I, awful, but I was like, "Oh, cool. Well, I'm not going to worry about that." That's a fun thing to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. My mom went through. My mom, sorry, mom, but she went through early menopause, so that's a fun thing for me to look forward to. Oh, also. fun! Yeah. yeah, we should cool. ask her what it's like. We should corroborate what my mom said about yeah. her uterus closing in on itself. <sighs> I, I, I. <laughs> I was like, what? "Man, being a woman's the best." <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> no, but it really uh, is. It really is, but, you know. But sometimes not. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I really don't have a great segue for what we're going to talk about today. Oh, do I you want to – you don't want to talk about anything else, right? I don't have anything else. Okay. Uh, um, we announced what this is and who we are, so we at least check that box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have uh, – I have no – yeah, I don't know how to even segue into this. We don't have to. We could just say we're today we're talking about okay the do you like cereal? <laughs> I do. I do you love- ever do you ever think about the origins of your cereal? <laughs> um, do you ever buy cornflakes? I highly doubt that anybody does except for like cooking with it because who the fuck is gonna eat cornflakes? Yeah, just straight up like when there's so many choices of I like frosted like, flakes. Frosted flakes. Captain Crunch. Yeah. I mean, Cinnamon um, Toast Crunch is my all-time favorite cereal. Lucky Charms, like, you know, Fruity there's, Pebbles. Yeah. There's so many other ones that taste like actual good food. Yeah. Um, um, but but cornflakes, though, they're still around and they're on the market. I actually made a good fried chicken with a, ooh like crunched up cornflakes. Yeah. As like yeah. the breading? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So... That said, that's our segue, I suppose. Ooh, we really uh, like elbowed that in there. I, I'm really trying. <laughs> Talking about the Kellogg brothers. Yeah. Uh, like it seems strange, but these guys are actually really weird. <laughs> well, one was really weird. One was really weird. The other was like the younger brother. Yeah. Who like at, at ultimately like benefited from the weird one. Yeah, made Kellogg the most 
recognizable serial one of the most recognizable serial brands out there. Yeah. Um. So, John Harvey Kellogg, who's born in 1852, and then his brother Will Keith Kellogg. <laughs> Sounds like an R and B singer or something. <laughs> <laughs> Will Keith. Will Keith. Um. Eight. He was born in 1860. So they grew up uh in Michigan. Born in Michigan. Grew up Seventh-day Adventist, mm-hmm. um, which I had no idea. I did not know that the Kellogg brothers were Seventh-day Adventists until we started researching this because we, like, got interested in these guys because we'll get to it later, but there's some <laughs> there's some weird stuff about why they uh, developed cornflakes. <laughs> um, it's very strange. It's a fun journey. What I don't even really know much about Seventh Day Adventists. Like, how is it different from like other religions? I guess. Yeah. So Seventh Day Adventists are. Um, it's like an offshoot of Protestantism, I oh. believe. Uh, I I should know this by heart. I did um, one of my major papers in college for anthropology on uh seventh day adventist um, yeah but that was like 30 years ago so literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah they they're an offshoot of uh yeah protestant like protestantism and uh they they have a lot of like really interesting beliefs um one of their main beliefs is uh that the body is like very much a temple they um they subscribe heavily to Leviticus kind of like they keep kosher sort of um like uh like Jews do Mm. um so but they're they're a majority of them are vegetarian um that's like part of the religion so actually Seventh-day Adventists are some of the most healthy um like people in the world um they live a really long time we actually grew up next to um one of the largest populations of seventh day adventists in the world did you know that no we did yeah in oh. loma linda mm-hmm. oh wow yeah the loma linda hospital has uh is a seventh day adventist hospital oh and um it's one of the one of the uh, best in the area where we're from hmm. and uh their their cafeteria the hospital cafeteria is bomb it's all like vegetarian and so good oh wow yeah yeah um anyway that's a thing that is a good good for context and even though it's like kind of weird uh it kind of explains how and why john harvey dr dr john harvey has some of his uh his background um P.S. Like why? becoming a doctor at that time, you only had to go to school for two years. So yeah, keep, keep that in mind when we're talking through some of these yeah. uh, these um, experiments or I guess methods that he used to like keep people healthy. Because yeah, he had he a two-year medical degree. Yeah, I mean that's all you needed back then because it was like in a time where doctors were just coming out of this like butcher. Like, are you a butcher or are you actually an intelligent? <laughs> person who's helping people like we don't know yeah uh so yeah this is like a time where doctors are finally getting some credibility sort of uh yeah so john harvey went to med school for like two years and came back to seventh day adventist uh, community and um that where there is a sanitarium and he helped he came on and like helped them develop their health program basically 
and like a sanitarium back then was like a health spa uh <laughs> i was saying like today like you could it it's like very much resembles like a goop retreat or something like that gwyneth paltrow would like co-sign <laughs> just like eating macrobiotic foods and yeah um cupping doing what? yoga yeah yoga swimming. um sleeping on the floor yeah <laughs> for your for yeah I, it's meditating for like 10 hours a day like it's yeah none of Some, this yeah none of this stuff sounds fun yeah so at the sanitarium like the things the methods uh dr kellogg developed were pretty interesting and like i think some of them are are like they started some of the health craze because it was like in a time where like tonics were like all the rage and because people were gross like people were super fat getting super fat and eating fat fatty foods and so like indigestion was like just people just lived with it all the time and it's because people thought that it was okay to eat like a ton of fatty foods and just be like gluttonous Right, like the the end of the 1800s, people were like making money, like there was lots and lots of like prosperity, so people were like just eating and drinking and indulging and like smoking, drinking and fucking like pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. Um, partying it up and like just like the United States was like going through this like boom time, so yeah, all these people were really getting real chunky and not feeling so good and <laughs> so the sanitarium that Dr. Kellogg was working on became pre the one of the premier places to go to like kind of purge your your body and cleanse your system of all the garbage that people were putting in it um so they did crazy stuff there um I mean actually nowadays like I don't even think that some of the, like some of the stuff that people do these days is like not even that crazy Oh yeah, no, it, I, it wasn't. It wasn't that crazy. I I don't think. I mean, it's still things that people do today. Like you know, there was a an emphasis on like sunlight, for example, and like he felt like you needed to get as much sun as you could, and so they would put you in like a little light machine with light bulbs around it. Little tanning bed. Little it was tanning, like the first tanning yeah, bed. It was like yeah. a little sit-up tanning bed where your head was on the outside, and, yeah. and then you just like kind of sat in there, like a hyperbaric chamber of light or yeah. something. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, but it, I mean, that he, stuff he, is, the sun is good for you. Yeah, it is good for you. In well, in moderation. In, in moderation. Yeah. You need that vitamin D. Um, he also, so he developed like that special tanning bed sort of thing except it wasn't a bed it was like a box um Mm -hmm. and then he also developed you know that like belt shaky thing like that you see in like all these old-timey videos of people just like like standing up in this belt around them and like shaking them and it's like all their fat is jiggling yeah Yeah. it like gyrates it yeah he he's the one that that came up with that that was the uh oscillo manipulator yeah i think yeah so yeah, they had some crazy stuff going on there, and like they're, uh, oh, they also like were the first place to do, um, like the OG Jane Fonda workout, like where you, <laughs> <laughs> like you marched around and did like calisthenics to music, and it was like fun. I think maybe for people because they were like, "What is this? I don't know." <laughs> it probably was fun, like because I, I, I think it was the very first time that people exercised to music. 
Like he, right. yeah, he had he like did a recording with music. And yeah, like the whatever the the hits of the day were. Yeah. Yeah, it was like nineteen ten. Wait, who? Oh, oh, I my mom had. I think I've told you about this, but my mom had a Debbie Reynolds workout tape. Oh, and it was I know. Um, and she used to make me go downstairs when she did it, but I'd stand (laughs) behind the couch and I'd do it too. (laughs) And it was like it was like all old timey songs, like do 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 do. It was really funny. Um, oh my god I want to find it really cute <laughs> yeah it was really cute you could just do all the exercises just like in your living room you know you didn't need anything yeah um not like the share step video she had which was real good I, I oh would do god. that when she would she'd like leave and I'd do this the share step one because <laughs> I had because we only had one step you know oh like one god. step yeah thing. the stepper thing so yeah. she'd like, be like okay I'm gonna go to the supermarket I'm like okay bye and then I'd like get the little step thing out <laughs> And do my little moves. He's so cute. <laughs> little baby Nicole. Oh, I was like a teenager probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like in middle school probably. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, all these things, like, I feel like this is kind of cool. And like what they do at these places even now, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd come in and Dr. Kellogg would give you like, he An would assessment. like evaluate you. <laughs> yeah, he'd assess your, your needs. And if you were like too skinny, you'd have your own thing if you were like too fat you'd have your own all these weird things uh and, he and if you had like a spe- yeah if you had like a specific ailment like a lot of like the like people came in there like chronic heartburn and like indigestion and he's like well you got to stop eating meat yeah <laughs> it was like his like thing for his answer for everything yeah yeah we're gonna give you uh colonics on the reg mm-hmm he was obsessed with like fucking enemas and water uh like blasting up your beehole with water like that was his jam he also he also developed a a like irrigator yeah for your butthole yeah which is he like just an emma enema thing enema yeah uh-huh but um, it's like but his he, own special design <laughs> he i think this was smart so we kind of talked about how he knew some things he kind of knew and like you know like uh, they they ended up actually being at the forefront of medical science but at the time he kind of just sounded crazy and maybe his specific take on it was wrong but the reason uh he wanted to focus on colon hygiene is because people were getting all backed up and he's like that's weird no other animals get constipated it must which is not true yeah i well i don't know i guess yeah <laughs> he just not true. he like went to the zoo and like studied <laughs> monkeys and stuff and he's like hmm they seem to shit after every meal like we should be doing that too and but we and should like, right isn't that true i mean i kind of i do <laughs> oh i know i'm like a once a dayer oh i well which is still pretty my, healthy i think since my surgery like things have changed oh yeah <laughs> It's oh, different. <laughs> yeah. You just got to be prepared. Yeah. Was that, surpri- like- was that surprising at first when you like ate and you're all, oh. Yeah. It's like, it's just annoying. It's not like my stomach gets upset or anything. It's just like, all right, well. Yeah. I guess I could go. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'll be peeing sometimes. I'm like, well, I'm just going to poop now too. <laughs> so that's fun. I'm already here. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, I came all this way. Ca- Everything's connected. Yeah. I've found I'm very in touch with my body. 
and it's it's a it's a thing that you learn very quickly that everything is so close together (laughs) oh man yeah yeah so he just like was obsessed with pooping thought everybody should be pooping all the time um and because oh he was super strict vegetarian like you said and he yeah was like no salt no sugar like he was the og uh pita presentation also <laughs> he like would take he would like get uh like raw meat uh, mic- yeah he like takes he gets slides of like the um the microscopic bacteria that was on meat and like show people and be like look at this gross shit you don't want to put this in your body and people will be like oh fuck so he was he was like in that in that uh pita mindset <laughs> they didn't know then that when you cooked it it killed the bacteria yeah they didn't know a <laughs> yeah. lot of stuff uh yeah so that was kind of some of the stuff they did there um a lot of famous people came because it like i said was one of the premier sands of the day <laughs> <laughs> i love it. so i watched this the a and e biography thing yeah. that you sent to me yeah and they love in the in the in the biography thing they love talking about the sanitarium and calling it the san yeah like for <laughs> short it's like it's weird calm down it's like i i don't even know what it would be like i don't know i don't fucking know yeah i'm sure there's anyway. something fancy that people refer to in a weird way like that yeah um, like a like a ayahuasca retreat or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there was like so many famous people, pre- like President Taft, Amelia Earhart, John D. Rockefeller, Henry Ford, George Bernard Shaw, and then I felt I thought this was kind of weird. Johnny Weissmuller, who uh, was I think an Olympian and mm-hmm. also became like Tarzan in the first motion picture. Um, I think they mentioned he um uh Dr. Kellogg was like obsessed with his physique like he yeah. he was like he has the ideal physique and so when he was there he broke uh his own world swimming record at the sand um mm-hmm. while he was on this like strict vegan diet and like doing this program and so it was like oh my god this stuff really works and people got all excited about it and then uh so then they would even um like uh, shine a light on him against a sheet and they'd like trace his shadow to like show people the ideal yeah. physique. Well, it's, it's like a little creepy. Yeah. It's like I obsessive. I agree. He was obsessive about people's yeah. bodies, especially like, especially men, it seemed like. Yeah. Okay. We didn't say this, but he, um, you know, people had to do their little exercise routines outside and the men had to wear diapers <laughs> and yeah. nothing else. Like, not loincloths, like, they look like diapers. Yeah, they're like, like bunchy, like, like saggy. Like not not tidy whities not it's just no. like it's weird. It's a fucking <laughs> diaper. Yeah. Do your diaper aerobics out in the sun so you can be healthy. Yeah, you need all that sun. He also didn't understand uh how the sun works either. <laughs> like he was like everybody has to wear white here so that you attract the sun. That's not how albedo works. <laughs> That's not how any of that works. Uh, like wearing white, like helps deflect the sun from you. Yeah. Uh, 
and wearing black attracts the sun to you. So he didn't know what he was talking about with that. So, But someone mentioned in that documentary that like they thought it was a way for him to stand out. So when he was in town... They'd be, yeah. they'd see this fucking weird guy who kind of looked like a bald Colonel Sanders, all dressed yeah. in white, and they'd be like, "Hey, dude, why are you wearing all white?" And he'd be like, "Oh, glad you asked." And then he'd shoot into like a two-hour diatribe. And they're on like, his "I don't sand care." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Come to the sand." He was like a guru kind of dude, walking around in his all white shit, like a cult leader. Yeah, sort of. Um, and then would just like. Yeah, people would be like, why the fuck is this guy wearing all white? And then he'd just go into his diatribe about how they should come come check out the sand. <laughs> Ask uh, me about my sand. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to make, like, an infomercial <laughs> about yeah. the sand. Not, or, like, not an infomercial, but, like, one of the vacation getaways ones. Yeah. It's like sandals, but yeah. <laughs> horrible. The sandals. The sandals. <laughs> uh, um, it was dull. Because this shit was boring. Like, you there, you just went there, you did all these little exercises, you probably slept a lot, and in, like, really uncomfortable beds that were basically just, like, corn husks with, like, two sheets over it, yeah. and which he said was good for the body. Um, and you ate just, like, bad, bland food. Horrible, bland food, yeah. Yeah. So he – yeah, so this is all, like, very Spartan, very – and this goes back to like the kind of like some of the the like Seventh Day Adventist like very Prude. sparse beliefs, oh. yeah, and like and and the food, yeah, the yeah. food was terrible. Basically, people would like leave the sanitarium and go to like in town and go to like the <laughs> the, the the what was it the red, red onion or the red onion, yeah, yeah. I think the to red go onion eat tavern. like. Yeah, to go eat some steaks and drink some booze, and they would be like, totally come back and be like, Ugh. and he'd walk by and be like, you God, well, he didn't say anything bad. He was like, you sinners, how yeah. dare you? <laughs> he was all offended and like uptight, oh. but he was serving them shitty ass food, so they were like, I got to get out of here and get some real food. Um, so Well, and the food was all related to the kind of like the weirdest thing about all of this yeah which is he thought that with all this exercise and like bland food and like all the you know fucking dry cardboard he was feeding everyone they'd be able to control their sexual urges which were he, the devil yeah he did not like sex <laughs> no or masturbation no. he was very 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 like upset about it <laughs> i mean he and his wife got married and it's supposed they didn't they didn't consummate the marriage yeah they didn't consummate that's written, their marriage that's written everywhere like that's like a known fact but is that like a hearsay like is that like he said no he like so that he, he he told people and i'm sh like why would you why would you t brag about that and like why would you know i don't know why do I think, people do anything i feel like because it like help helps his him sell all his shit I mean, I think his wife would have like said something too. Maybe, I don't know. But that's like a that's like a known fact. Yeah, and that's in that's in everything about that I read about these guys. They got married and then on their honeymoon, instead of doing it, he wrote a book. Yeah, <laughs> so romantic. Poor, poor lady, man. She was just like, well, maybe she didn't care either. Yeah, I don't know. She uh, must but not he, have. 
He, yeah, he he was super anti-sex, super anti-masturbation. Yep. Um, he he thought that like, um, he he thought it was like disgusting. He thought sex and and any anything, your genitals were just like anything having to do with it were just bad for your soul. <laughs> it, so he he uh he believed. He had these weird beliefs about masturbation specifically. Like he thought it like led to idiocy. He thought that um, the plain diet was how you like get away from this weird, these weird sexual urges or in his mind, weird sexual urges. He thought sex, even with his wife, was bad. And he said, um, this is a quote from him, if illicit commerce of the sexes is a heinous sin, uh, self-pollution is a, cri- is a crime doubly abominable, <laughs> which, dude, I don't know, man. That sounds like someone trying to sound smart about something yeah. they don't really know about. He's very repressed. Yeah. Um, he oh, he yeah. cataloged 39 different <laughs> symptoms of a person plagued by masturbation, which included uh, general infirmity, defective development, mood swings, ficklessness, bashfulness, boldness. That's totally counter to bashfulness, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, bad posture, <laughs> stiff joints. <laughs> well, that might be true. <laughs> jacking off all day long. <laughs> Fondness for spicy foods. You know what? Fuck you. (laughs) Acne, palpitations, and epilepsy. Oh, my God. This guy was not doing it right. (laughs) I wrote, well, he he said sex was the sewer drain of the body and masturbation was the silent killer of the night, which means fucking nothing. And then, but instead of masturbation, I wrote masturbarian. (laughs) I know I was like writing all these notes and I can't even read my own writing um yeah I think I don't know what his deal was with masturbation something weird was going on there and sex yeah honestly like in the beginning it's like oh yeah the sanitarium doesn't sound that bad it's kind of like healthy but then you get there and it's like okay um none of you touch each other none of you touch yourself and also um eat this cardboard cracker and also wear this diaper outside while you work out. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like all these things start adding up and it's like, mm, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to go yeah. there. I mean, I think some people came out of it probably feeling better because they weren't like eating gross shit. Constantly, yeah, constantly. Yeah, they like actually did like. They had a BM. Some weight. Yeah. And, <laughs> and took tons of shits and they were fine. Yeah. But yeah, you don't need to not masturbate to feel better in fact (laughs) i would say it's one of my personal hangover cures (laughs) yeah it's part of it's part of my regimen when i'm like hungover it's like it helps so much yeah drink a drink a sugary drink Uh uh-huh get that get your blood sugar back up um masturbate take a nap chug some water (laughs) masturbate and take a nap yeah Exactly. Or have sex. Yeah, yeah. Well, one if he, another. Yeah. If, bo- if both parties are into it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. That's – if I had a sand, that's what I would prescribe. Right. Everybody <laughs> – <laughs> Like, I don't drink sugary drinks usually, but, like, just, like, drinking a Coke to help with a hangover is 
is pretty great. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, my uh, coworker was telling me when she she keeps baby carrots and Gatorade in her fridge for when uh-huh. she's because you know like that time when you wake up like at four in the morning and you're just like dehydrated and you can't fall back asleep. Yeah. It's because your blood sugar is low or something yeah and so she'll go take some sips of gatorade and eat a few baby carrots and then she falls back asleep and i'm like oh that's genius genius i know um so yeah i think um dr kellogg was a little kooky some of the things he was doing was you know interesting and and actually healthy and you know good for a lot of the people but then some of the stuff was just like fucking cuckoo yeah um so the let's see he also oh my god he was also like a fan of eugenics yeah like he was obsessed with like the human form and like he thought that mentally ill or criminal people shouldn't have kids and he was just kind of he had some real bad ideas about things um so well he had that kid so he adopted like 40 kids because they oh yeah because him and his wife natural kids yeah, him and his wife literally never had sex, so they had to adopt all their kids. Yeah, and there was this one named George who was the son of a prostitute who he was, like, he took on as, like, his pet project. Like, oh, I can make this kid healthy and better. But George would, like, act out and I think was, like, a little, maybe a little um, um, mis- a l- misbehaved a bit. Yeah, uh, he had developmental issues probably because his mom was drinking and yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, oh, was I supposed to say sex worker? Sex worker. Yeah. Mm. You can redo it if you want to. No. Georgia and Karen would be so disappointed right now. <laughs> I caught it, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think he finally gave up on George a little bit because he like was seeing that all of the things that were, were working for some of his other kids weren't working for George. And it's like oh, shit, that one's not going to prove my theories. Yeah. So he's all, moving on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. So he was he was into the whole eugenics thing, which is fucked up. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, well, and that goes back to, like, that athlete guy. Yeah. We- Wiseman. Johnny Wiseman? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah. like, having the perfect form and, like... Yeah. But let's talk about... What made Kellogg's famous? Yeah. So we talked a lot about Dr. Doctor Kellogg. Yeah. Um, he eventually brought his brother into the sanitarium to um, do some, like, bookkeeping. And um, his brother was, like, a pretty – he was, like, a businessman. He, like, had, like, a broom business or something. Like these guys are so fucking boring. Oh it's my not god! Even funny. Well, this is like what what we were when I was watching that documentary. It was so funny because none of this stuff, you know, it's like the the dad was in the broom business. The both the brothers' yeah. dad was in the broom, the booming he was broom a, business. He was of, a broom mogul. <laughs> he was sweeping away the competition. <laughs> um. Oh my god! This other brother, Will Keith, he was into brooms. He was he was he he took up the family business that his dad started the broom business, but then he um, came on to work with his brother at the sanitarium, and he uh, saw like all the stuff that was going on there. He was interested in like their the test kitchen at the sanitarium because they were like making the grossest food, and he's like, "We could do better here." 
Um, and he figured he out a way. He probably didn't want to eat it. Yeah, he, it was gross. Like he, but he, but he developed. He figured out a way to like make the flakes. Yeah, the corn flakes. Yeah. Um, he kind of stumbled on it accidentally, but um, when, when that he, shit got moldy. Yeah, when it got like it was like in the like flattener thing, and it got moldy, and then it like coagulated and like made these like perfect flakes that he'd been looking for kind of gross but anyway he yeah so he like got the flakes going and then they had this like kind of proprietary cool thing at the sanitarium that people were like all right this isn't so bad um so people were all into the flakes and they were only doing it at the sanitarium and uh the brother will will keith wk was like let's like sell this shit like this is cool and dr kellogg his brother was like no no this needs to just be for the patients so they kind of were squabbling about that and then um charles w post came and over to the sanitarium he was a he was a serial guy um when in the very beginnings of like the serial kind of market boom yeah and he like spent some time at the sanitarium for a stomach ache and he kind of talked to WK about the, like, potential of the cereal market, I guess. And he, uh, Charles W. Post, developed grape nuts. Ew, which is the fucking grossest, most useless cereal. <laughs> I kind of like grape nuts. No, it is gravel. <laughs> it is so gross. I, I remember we would have them, like, when my mom would be on, like, healthier kicks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, pouring them in a bowl and then pouring milk on them. And then I was like, what was the point of just pouring milk on them? They're dry as shit the whole time you're eating them. Like, they never get softer. Well, they, they, well, they, no, they soak up all the milk and then they get soggy and they're gross. Oh, I, that never happened for me. Maybe ours were stale because uh, no one ate them. Well, I ate really slow when I was a kid. I was oh. like, meh, meatloaf. <laughs> Meatloaf. I hate meatloaf. <laughs> I hated meatloaf too. Yeah, it was disgusting. It still is. Fuck that shit. Oh, I like Gross. it now. I think it's okay. Nope. It's like, well, I wouldn't. I eat don't it. like. I don't like ground beef. I think it's the worst. Like anybody trying to make me tacos in the in the streets, like with fucking ground beef. I'll <laughs> tacos chop in your the streets. Off. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out in these streets trying to make me a taco with ground beef, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That is not real shit. Get out of here. Oh, I love ground beef. Or I, I used to before I became a smug vegetarian. <laughs> After your uh, pita presentation and learning about the Kellogg brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess I've been eating fish, but I I had, oh God, this is horrible. I had soy riso yesterday, like in an omelet. Oh, like chorizo that's yeah. made of soy? Yeah. I ate half of it in the morning like we, we had breakfast and then I went to my improv class and I was fine and then I came home and I like wanted to take a nap because I was a little hungover and I, and I was like oh, I'll eat the rest of my omelet and then take a nap that'll be nice um I from like when I woke up because I ate the rest of the omelet and like literally went and laid down so I didn't like let it digest but even if I had I don't think it would have mattered I had the grossest farts for like <laughs> 10 hours yesterday and I googled oh, no. it I was like Oh, what is this? Is it? Am I dying? Do I need to go to the sand? <laughs> I need a colon irrigation stat. <laughs> um, and I googled it, and it's like a thing. People have a problem with too much soy, 
and yeah. they get like severe like it hurt I, I went on a walk I was like Pete I'm gonna go on a walk because I was like oh maybe it's just like indigestion from being hungover or whatever and he's like where are you going to I'm like I don't know and then I just went on a walk and I would like look around and if no one was and around I just down the sidewalk oh my god and they <laughs> smelled so bad like death and I was like oh my god this is so horrifying but you need to just eat some cornflakes and you'll be fine yeah I'm not gonna eat soy I'm not gonna eat soy riso again probably no that's not worth it yeah but ugh, I don't know what I'm gonna eat then I don't eat <laughs> fucking vegetables ugh. can you can you eat like I don't know yeah. chicken no I don't want to eat chicken that's even no, grosser right. than beef I don't even really eat chicken as it is I oh, just eat just eat um um fish fish yeah. yeah i am i'm eating fish but for breakfast i don't i wanted like something oh you don't like fish breakfast <laughs> i'll have your fish omelet yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> anyway what were we talking about uh we're talking charles about w. Uh, post. charles w post oh yeah he yeah he 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 saw the potential oh yeah of... he basically stole yeah their ideas And he, I loved this. I thought it was really interesting that he, like, in the history of new businesses, he made the most money the fastest that anyone has ever made from, like, starting a new business. Because... He was the OG startup, bro. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, because, yes, this, it gets real competitive. um, Yeah. After Grape Nuts. Um, Yeah, so he, yeah, he developed Grape Nuts, made a ton of money. Um, Then all these other cereal... Uh, companies started popping up so this is in battle creek by the way this is where like if you look at a kellogg's box you'll see like battle creek michigan yeah um but they yeah there was like a gold rush of like all these cereal companies and wk post or um wk kellogg was like shit man like look at all these people making money i'm gonna make some money so he like and he was telling his brother, he was telling Dr. Kellogg, like, we can make money. Like, let's just add some fucking sugar to these flakes and we're going to be rolling in it. And Dr. Kellogg was like, no, 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 no. Fucking sugar is the devil. We can't. And, and he WK wasn't a businessman. Like, no, he, he was care. he was the opposite of a yeah. businessman. He yeah. didn't care about making money. But WK was savvy as fuck and was like, nope, I'm going to do it. Added sugar to those flakes. Started his own company him and his brother got in a huge fight over it because he basically like stole the the formula for the the flakes yeah when they were developed at the sanitarium so yeah so wk starts making that money him and his brother have a falling out and um they the cereal just takes off and i mean in the meanwhile too like dr kellogg was also still marketing his Garbage version flakes. of the flakes yeah at but only at the sanitarium yeah and only as like a health food yeah whereas wk took it and was like this is the bomb shit buy it and was like a marketing genius with it yeah that's what really kind of set him apart from all the other cereal companies that were popping up uh because he was like he had like an eye for advertising and he mm-hmm. he knew like how to market all of this stuff i thought some of the things uh I loved two of the things they did like while they were campaigning these. One was an advertisement that said it ha- it had like a drawing of a woman and it said, "Excuse me, I know what I want and I want what I asked for, toasted cornflakes, 
good day. <laughs> like, so rude. I know. I was like, why is this a fucking ad? That's weird. Yeah, that's but then, bitchy. Yeah, but then they did, like, probably one of the earlier promotional kind of marketing efforts, which was if you went into your local grocer and you winked at him, you'd get a free sample and the yeah it's like what was the the tagline for it it? was like give your grocer a wink and see what you get and it's like "Mm, that could go one of two ways yeah and people were like oh so saucy and then they were like i'm totally doing that when i go to the grocery store can you imagine if that was a thing today like god like some like brand activation for marketing company or for like I don't know, like that a marketing company does for somebody. Oh, my God. Like, wink at your cashier or wink at your grocer. And they're like, are you okay? <laughs> uh, like, who winks at anybody anymore? No one. I know. I do sometimes. But yeah. I look like a weirdo when I do it. <laughs> I do it. Yeah. I do it, like, playfully or, like, jokingly. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that's what, how people do it. And it's funny. Yeah. I, I feel like it's always, like, a little button on a joke. Or, yeah. like, a... Meh. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so it, this all kind of gave, um, W.K. Kellogg a, an edge and, and he started making money. And I feel like it was also, it's like as W.K. Kellogg was like heading up the, um, up the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. Dr. Kellogg's like shit was kind of going downhill cause the sand burned to the ground. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the sanitarium burned down. <laughs> yeah, around the same time, and it, that's kind of sad. Yeah, and then he, like, Dr. Kellogg, like, kind of went off to, did he go to Florida? Yeah. To, like, kind of. He opened a new sanitarium down there. Yeah, but, yeah, then he ended, it just wasn't, didn't have the same magic no. as it did well, it, yeah. um, it was in, in, Florida. in Michigan. Yeah. So, yeah, so he just kind of faded into obscurity while his brother, W.K., Will Keith, uh, became the super successful, like, millionaire from, from he was a, a cereal baron. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, so learning about how, like, there was this, like, cereal boom in, in Michigan, it made me think of Silicon Valley. Yeah. Like, like all these like bros like getting into the biz and it's just like everybody's competing with each other and it's weird and stealing each other's ideas because it was kind of a race to get to the top like uh one of the things that wk did is on the boxes of the flakes that he was distributing he put his signature on each box yeah and then he put a little warning like if you don't see the signature of this product this product isn't legit yeah, it was like a, a like authenticity kind of thing, which I think is important because it's like there's when there's so much competition and so many things like you need to have like that like seal of like authenticity. Yeah. So he was like one of the first ones to do something like that, which is another brilliant move on his part. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of the most recognizable like names, I think, in the United States, like in history, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and P- Post, they're still around. Like, they're still making good cereal. Yeah, but General Mills has most of the good ones. Like, General Mills is the shit. Yeah, Because they, they have all the good ones. They have so many good ones. But they, like, also, yeah. 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 But they're, they, they have, like, other products and stuff, but. Uh... Yeah, so, like, he he was, like, the, he was, like, a the big swinging dick out of all these guys <laughs> <laughs> to, like, come out of Michigan. 
and good for him. And it sounds yeah. like he was a actually like a pretty good person. Like yeah, he became very charitable and gave money to like a lot of children's welfare foundations. And I thought this was really cool in the um, like during the Great Depression, people couldn't get yeah. jobs, so he actually started a round the clock six hour shift approach instead of having yeah. like eight hour shifts for people, so that more people, even though they might not be making you know as much money overall more people were employed and more people were making at least some money to support their families that was so fucking rad like how progressive he he was like an entrepreneur in every sense of the word and he was the one that just he like kept his business afloat by being innovative and and also being like a good kind person it sounds like trying to keep people yeah he was a philanthropist he um his he his philanthropy helped uh found Cal Poly Pomona um in California oh wow also yeah because he he ended up being like obsessed with Arabian horses or something and like bred them out in Pomona I don't know Hmm. weird it's like something rich people do they just like (laughs) (laughs) find a hobby that costs a lot of money and yeah focus Mm -hmm. on that horses man uh yeah so he yeah started Cal Poly Pomona he also helped start uh, Kellogg College in Oxford. Um, he was he making it happen. And he, yeah, but he was still in a feud with his brother until, like, the very end of their lives, which is really sad. The battle um, of th- the brand. Yeah. When Dr. <laughs> when Dr. K. Kellogg, I mean, died, he, like, wrote a letter to his brother, like, kind of trying to make amends and apologize and then, like, all of WK's people, like, his, like, assistants, like, kept the note secret from him until he was on his deathbed. So sad. Um, and he was like, why didn't anybody show this to me, fucking assholes? <laughs> um, so they, but they died, I think, both in their 90s. 91. They were both in the, they li- yeah. They lived a long time, so. They were healthy. There was something to some of the stuff that Dr. K, Dr. Kellogg was was talking about but like like the saying goes he's like a broken clock he was right twice a day (laughs) (laughs) and that's it (laughs) well yeah because there was also uh i think one when he moved to florida or maybe it was just during that point in the documentary (laughs) um i'm right twice a day too um he was one of the first doctors to recognize the impact of like high blood pressure on your overall health. There were like yeah. all these little things and heart disease and heart disease. Yeah, there were all these little things. Um, and I don't even remember if we mentioned this, but we were talking about it before we started recording that um, even like in terms of hospitals, you know, before before the sanitarium, people used to get treated at home for a lot of medical procedures because it was cleaner than the hospitals where people would get sick usually um, mm-hmm. because of all the germs. But he was all about like san- sanitization. Yeah, sanitizing things. Yeah, and um, I had to think for a second if that was right. Um, so well, because we're talking sanitary. I know. Yeah, it's sanitation. Weird, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's all related, I guess. Um, But yeah, so he actually was like had he did advance medical science a a little bit here and there. Yep. He just also had some real fucked up backwards prude thinking. Very prude. Yeah. Like beyond. I think he I don't know. What do you think his deal was? Like I think he might have been either asexual or 
or gay. Maybe. I don't know. Like a rep- repressed. But yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe asexual or. Well, he was obsessed with the like male, male form. physique. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was obsessed with enemas. <laughs> uh, he didn't want to have sex with his wife. Yeah. Um, he was also like very like domineering. Mm. Like he was super small. Like he was like five four and like very like big personality. Big personality. Yeah. So. I don't know. I I think he was like a pretty repressed person. I don't know. Well, and you were like, uh, I don't know if this is because he was like senile or whatever, but he, he, towards his like very late uh, life, he would wear like G-strings around and exercise in them. Yeah, he just like walked around without any clothes on except for a G-string and was just like doing all his exercises. Yeah. He was just letting his freak flag fly at the end, I think. You know what? Or he had dementia. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well. Know. Either way, good. He yeah. lived his life. Um, yeah, it's pretty weird. I don't know. We, I don't think we mentioned this, but there's a movie that's pretty good called The Road to Wellville, and I think it's like from the late '90s, and Matthew Broderick's in it, and I think, oh, Bridget Fonda. Um. Mm. And it's, like, loosely based on the Kellogg brothers and the sanitarium. They, like, go to the sanitarium. And there's, like, uh, there's like other weird stuff that happens in the movie to make it, like, interesting to watch. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a pretty good movie and kind of talks about this stuff. But it's, yeah. it's very and it's, interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but... We um, should go to, a, like, good. a sanitarium and, and, like, document our experience. Well, they're not called sanitariums anymore, like but... <laughs> Like a, a spa, yeah, like a like a bougie retreat, yeah, like health retreat, yeah. But I don't want to get I enemas mean, though. You don't have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind. Like whatever. I guess I do it. Stick whatever up there. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I've had I mean, that feeling have fr- of having to like urgently shit too many times in my life to like want to have the kid on purpose. want it to be like a, a voluntary thing although i yeah. guess you're in like a controlled environment which is the difference <laughs> yeah i mean you're not like it's not like it's flowing it's like flowing out of you but in like a controlled way well i don't know oh, i thought they well i thought when you get them at like professional places they like shoot all the water in and make you hold it in there yeah i've had it done oh before. you have not like not in a like when I had, after my surgery, they had to do, like, take these x-rays to make sure that, oh. like, everything he- was healed up okay. So they had to, like, fluid. shoot a bunch of fluid yeah. up there. And I was like, can I get up and make it to the bathroom? They're like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, okay. And it's totally fine. Oh. Like, you can, you don't even have to really clench your butthole that much. But you just, like, get up, go to the bathroom, and, like, you expel. But then I was, like, shitting all fucking day from yeah, it. Yeah, that's what so, I mean. I don't want to do yeah, that. I don't know. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not cool. <laughs> Yeah. It's not like a fun weekend. No. Get away. Mm-hmm. Spending a lot of time on a toilet is not exactly relaxing, in my opinion. <laughs> it as depends if who... you choose to be there. Sometimes if I have a magazine, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I already went, but then I'm just sitting there, like, reading the rest <laughs> of it. That's how you get hemorrhoids, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. But I'm just sitting there. I'm not, like, pushing or anything. It doesn't matter. Really? But I'm just yeah. sitting. It's not good for you. Oh. Sitting's do not good for you? Nope. Sitting is terrible for oh. you. Oh, God. So many things to learn. and Everything's bad for you. We're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I think we're done here. Yeah. Our work <laughs> is done. <laughs> <laughs>
um follow us on social yeah. meds follow us on on uh dtfu podcast uh airware yeah twitter instagram facebook um send us an I email think. send us an email at dtfu podcast at gmail.com yay we love that's it. yeah i i would love more like listener stories and stuff yeah little me too. anecdotes um, they're so fun yeah yeah because it's it's hard to talk about um weird things that happen when you think they're weird but like everybody else is like this is not even that weird yeah <laughs> what are they talking about you know yeah uh, so send us send us your weirdest shit i will say that this kellogg stuff i thought was going to be a lot more fucked up from that movie the road to wellville but i think it was less fucked up it's still weird yeah. i mean there's still like some weird stuff but i just it it's was crazy fun. how and like how anti-masturbation he was yeah. like it was just all the reason for all the bland food and for the the cornflakes was so that people would stop masturbating yeah like and having sex if you eat cornflakes just know that at some point eating those meant you were it was supposed to lessen your urges yeah so next time you're in the grocery store and you see some cornflakes think about how horrible <laughs> why they're there yeah maybe don't get them go home if you want to masturbate don't eat (laughs) cornflakes they're gonna sue us now (laughs) Uh, i don't think people really eat them anymore no they're for cooking yeah they don't taste that good putting on top of casseroles and shit (laughs) fucking casseroles All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. We'll talk at you later. (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye. Bye.